Beyond Classified. I'm Chris Matthew. Today my guest is Dave Zed. He is a researcher and host and creator of the Generation Zed podcast. Dave, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much. As I said to you just before we started here, coming off of a bit of a cold, so forgive me to your um, to yourself and to your audience if I sound a little bit uh, congested. But other than that, great. Can't complain. And I'm very honored and grateful to be back. Yeah, man. It's great to have you back. I hope you're feeling better soon. Uh, you look fine, so we're going to get through this. Uh, today, I want to discuss what we're seeing being displayed by our mainstream media, the Pentagon and other high-level mainstream entities, and that's the artists formerly known as UFOs, now known as UAPs. Uh, I have to be honest, the more this is pushed by our government and media, the more I know that we're probably being deceived on many levels. Uh, they don't exactly have the best track record of ever telling the truth about anything so we'll see how this goes um but that's what we're trying to figure out and i thought who better to discuss this with than dave now uh since you first started looking into ufos and especially since 2017 when everybody had their eyes on ufos how has your view of this phenomenon changed or evolved well i appreciate the the you laying it out in the way you did because i would say that one thing I've noticed is that there are many, if you, for lack of a better term, elements or factions, if you will, that are constantly infighting. And the reason I say this is because I don't know to what extent certain um, forms of technology or craft are quote unquote real um, as to who they belong to, you name it. You know, I'm of the humble opinion that unless one is up close to a craft, it is very difficult to discern as to whether or not that craft is a projection, a hologram, or something that we would call tangible, if you will. But one thing that I've seen from 2017 until now is that we've certainly seen a lot of people in a lot of different areas and avenues re, re uh, and agencies as well, for that matter, redirect themselves and rebrand themselves, reshape themselves, some seemingly for the better, some for worse. And that's that's all up to personal perspective. So who am I to say? But we I'll give you an example. We see with the um, director of national intelligence, I think the uh, one of the badges, forgive me, I don't have the, the exact specificities off the top of my head, had a um, UFO symbol recently put into it now uh, into its official logo. And when you click on the logo on the uh, I believe it's the I don't know if it's the DNI website, director of national intelligence or one of the websites along there, that when you click on it, it takes you to the Air Force's website. And what that tells me ultimately, I do not mean to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but when it doesn't take a genius to realize that if there's one group, agency, entity, you name it, that is attempting to keep all this quiet, it's certainly USAF, at least within the West, certainly United States Air Force. Now, I do not mean to disrespect or allude or try to, you know, make conclusions that, you know, the average fighter pilot, if you will, is in on it, not at all. But I think what we're seeing is certain elements in the higher echelon levels of the Air Force, if you will, battling it out. And what I see, for example, and maybe I'm over speculating, but when you click on that symbol from the Director of National Intelligence, the uh, um, office there, and it takes you to the Air Force's website. Maybe I'm just making stuff up here, but I see that as a as a as a, a battle of factions in the sense of okay, we have some that want this to come out that feel that this can come out with respects to maybe some of the disclosure of the technology, maybe some of the knowledge itself, without danger endangering national security. And I don't mean to speak like a government person, but I will say that um, to your audience, make of this as you will. I am of the humble perspective that when 
one cracks quote unquote anti-gravity, it's quite possible that you've opened a plethora of capabilities other than just propulsion. And I think that's one of the concerns. If one cracks um, quote unquote anti-gravity, you then get into other realms of things. And then comes the concern, well, okay, if it's true what some have said that it's easier to make this stuff than a lot of people think, well, you're gonna have people, you know, doing it out of their homes and what have you. And look, I'll be honest with you, man, to a small to 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 a certain degree, it's concerning when terrorists, you know, are trying to get their hands on nukes. If they get their hands on this stuff, you got a much bigger problem. Now we can get into the conversation of well, who's you know, who funded the terrorists and who started them. And granted, that's a fair point. But sorry for the rambling answer. Long story no, short, I, I see I see different factions going basically. That that's that's what I see. And I see um yeah, basically different factions. Some, uh, some personally, uh, I expect it to be a little more forthcoming than than other factions, if that makes sense. But I, I, it's it's a tough, tough nut to crack, if that makes sense. So yeah, it is. And a lot of the information that we considered the foundation of ufology has been recently kind of being debunked. A lot of great researchers, in my view, have been coming out with information about. Uh, the Roswell incident, for instance, that doesn't really match what uh, the any of the original stories were. And it's possible that these might have been uh, crashed Japanese dirigibles and the U.S. was just embarrassed about the whole thing. So they blamed it on UFOs. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened, but a lot of the evidence that is pointing in that direction, I find it very interesting. What are your thoughts on I that? I, I, I do as well. You see, for example, Miss Annie Jacobson some years ago with her book saying that she was told by a source who's now deceased from the Atomic Energy Commission that the uh, those were those were uh, genetically modified children made by Stalin to throw off Truman and, and all of that stuff. I'll be honest with you. If I'm not there myself, I say this on our show all the time as well. I don't. Um, if, I, if I'm not there myself, I won't say. But one thing that I do find peculiar is that notice um, I, what I would say is to attempt to view uh, just one perspective, the the landscape in a way that notice conflicting stories occur when when allegedly behind the scenes more developments are made. To me, that speaks of a push-pull sort of internal battle. The closer someone gets behind the scenes to potentially divulging some of this, whether in an official capacity or otherwise, the more the more disinfo and conflicting stories come out around the same time. So I see that as again, that's a, that's psychological warfare, that's a strategy, that's a you know chess, if you will. That is not to say that all of the, that you know um, what Miss Annie Jacobson was told or what you had just reported so eloquently that that is incorrect not at all i'm just saying it speaks to the idea that notice whenever there's infighting more and more leaks and you know uh, stories begin to change so is there a there there absolutely um we've recently taken a, a turning on our on our channel attempting to i've recently started myself a, like a substack a newsletter to try and gain a military intelligence um perspective on this um if if i could if i could give a quick example if i may um I put an article out just yesterday called um, if it's stackable, it's hackable via WMDs, but the two words hackable and WMDs don't necessarily refer to what, what one may think they mean. Uh, it, it means. So to me, forgive me, I'm just reading off of what I wrote here yesterday. There's three types of WMDs, weapons of mass destruction, weapons of mass disruption, and that's a whole other category as well that's just emerging, but also weapons of mass discussion. 
the thing with weapons of mass discussion is say you have a photograph of a ufo let's stick in this this realm of examples here and say for example you you um you see this ufo this picture you want to send it to some friends but not to others right what you've done just by choosing to send it to some friends and not to others is you have now psychologically ascertained the validity of that image's worth based on your own personal judgment based on who you send it to certain actions will then occur from there you have the and this is what i mean when i say the word hack is not what people may think because someone observing or surveilling you in whether a collective sense or in a very focused sense the whole idea of well this person shared the image to some and not to others by definition just analyzing that what that person did arguably one could say that person has been hacked without needing to be hacked in the traditional sense if you will so in other words what that person just did by sending that image to some people and not to others is they were hacked non-electronically via an image that is electronic so talk about irony and that's what we're trying to do on the uh, on the show uh forgive me uh, more recently with trying to gain that perspective because I, i'm of the humble view if we don't do that then we're just speculating like um like the rest of the world so right and i want to get into some of the individuals that have been pushed on the scene as whistleblowers and of course these yep. are former military uh people who have in, been involved with black projects a couple of examples uh rick doty um the gentleman you had on uh, Lou Elizondo. Now, um, of course, I have my own reasons that I that I don't trust anything coming out of these gentlemen's mouths. Uh, but they were admitted at one time counterintelligence, and I believe Lou Elizondo even said in an interview that he's applying his same counterintelligence skills to the UFO community, and that for me is just a huge red flag there. But the fact that these individuals were kind of forced into this community, and now, like, Doty has a Showtime special coming up, these guys are making bank off conferences, it's very shady to me. It seems uh, like th this is all a huge uh, theatrical setup behind the scenes. To that point, this is one of the things that I say when I speak of factions, and I don't mean to allude to anyone in particular. Um, it, it gets interesting because... I'll be honest with you, man. I, it's very, in my opinion, it's very strategical. And um, for example, I don't mean to defend nor offend, for example, uh, Mr. Doty, Mr. Elizondo, you name it. But when people look, for example, at this is this is how I try and view it. when people say, okay, there's this event going on and they're making money. Abs absolutely. Everyone has a, the right to free speech to, to give their perspective. And who am I to say if I'm right or wrong for that matter? As a matter of fact, I would even on our show, we talk about how disagreements shouldn't be labeled that per se, perhaps maybe disagreements are by definition, the, the opposing or perpendicular view that makes up the rest of those metaphorical slices of that pizza or pie. So by definition, all the disagreements make one. Now, back to your question, when you see things like people trying to make money and things like this, there's the whole concept of, well, okay, I try and do my best on the show to play devil's advocate. Well, okay, people have to eat. Well, it's like, okay, they have to eat, but at the same time, why does one need to charge 
X amount. Well, here's the thing. I'm not. I don't have a problem with people making money at all. In fact, you right. know, I do the same thing. I have to make a living doing this. My problem is, it's not even a problem. It's a question. How did they get propped up above everyone else in this field that ah. just wants to make money? Except they're at the top now, and they're they just got there because they are who they are. And you know, it's not just about making bank, but they are making bank. But they're at the highest level, like a Showtime special, HBO specials. Sure, sure. You're on the top of the the scene, right? Okay, now to that point, this is where I, I, I would say that, and I don't mean this in a in a defensive nor offensive manner. I really genuinely mean it to your audience, as I say to mine, make of this as you will. I think what we're seeing is the the perhaps the um, more publicly nowadays, the what has always potentially been the relationship between the entertainment industry and, and military intelligence, for example. I think, for example, um, what we're seeing when we see certain events get put on or certain groups make presentations, things like this. I don't rule out the possibility that this may be one faction attempting to convey a message to another while making the public view something separately, if you will. To me, that doesn't speak to personally, am I for nor against any one individual? To me, that speaks to strategy. To me, that speaks to, okay, if there's a game going on, I want to I want to see the whole chessboard. I want to think outside of the box, and then I want to observe within it. So that's, to me, that's how I see it. Um, honestly, man, and I, I forgive me if uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to answer this in, a, in, a, in a, as best I can, even, for example, with Mr. Doty. There's, see, Ultimately, these are controversial individuals, arguably, but what what I notice big picture is people still watch. So from a strategic perspective, it's kind of like the more, you know, the more things, the more Trump yaps off, the more people watch, even if they don't like him. So to me, it's this whole idea of, okay, let's go like fractals. Let's go even bigger than that macro. Let's look, okay, what's the objective here? Is Mr. Doty trying to push a particular narrative? Is Mr. Uh, Elizondo trying to? And I really don't mean that in a, in a, in a, I guess you could say, um, conflicting based manner. I really mean that in a neutrally observed, what's the strategy? Is it, you know, for example, in line with what, um, you know, I would want to, uh, see with respect to disclosure or not. So that's, that's where I stand on that. For me, it's kind of like, okay, for me, okay. A a move was made a, a, you know, a pawn was moved or a, you know, a King or a castle, if you will, what's the next move? For me, that's how I see it personally. So ho- hopefully that, yeah. that answers the question. Yeah, definitely. Now, there's many levels of this, as we both mentioned earlier. The One of them, it's dots that are being attempted to, to be connected right now is – are there is there a connection between ufos and actual aliens and uh extraterrestrial beings what we think of ex- extraterrestrials now first of all a lot of the footage of the craft that they've been showing us in our mainstream media from the pentagon you know some of those i've seen i know as a tr3 which apparently is already ours so that's that's a red flag there that they're showing us something that most people may already know as ours now they're trying to connect definitely that these these craft are probably not flown by human beings now where does that leave us uh you know aliens they're trying to uh trying to push it to where these these crafts are being flown by uh entities that are non-human and we've all known since the beginning of the UFO phenomenon that the UFOs have been connected with aliens, mainly from the earliest um, abduction stories that we've heard and Hollywood and the media. 
So yeah. these, it's always the same story of individuals trying to connect aliens and UFOs. But do we have any real evidence at all that these are even remotely connected together? This is the part where it comes down to, in my opinion, personal experience. And I don't mean that as a cop-out answer. I genuinely mean that because if we realize that, for example, potentially we are the pillar individually of our own experiences, for example, say, say, um, say brother, where you and I are going for, for a bite to eat, say, and we see a craft in the sky, you see a cube, I see a triangle, but we both, it's in the same spot, but we're perceiving it differently relative to the information structures that are being conveyed. So you're not wrong nor right, neither am I. This is when I don't mean to get all esoteric and woo or what have you, but when we look at, again, I, I don't mean to throw this word quantum around a lot because I know everyone quantum, this quantum, that the fuck does it mean? Trust me, I'm, I'm with everyone on that. But um, this idea of multiple perspectives and each perspective having its own truth and incorrectness. Um, I, I think this... Honestly, brother, I've, I've been doing a lot of, uh, of, of equations and a lot of, of, of attempting to, to do many different things. And one thing that I've found is, is personally, and I could be wrong, every avenue I take leads me back to what we call, as uh, Dr. Niels Bohr said many years ago, decades, what we call real are made up of things that are not real at all. So the, to me, it comes down to unfortunately. The more I try and dive into the nuts and bolts stuff, man, the more I find that it leads to the non-nuts and bolts stuff, truly. So this, this becomes an issue for me as well. And if I may say, I don't dis discredit human ingenuity. Not at all. Humans, I think I, I, I am of the humble perspective. There are groups of humans, whether now or prior, um, whether thousands of years ago, hundreds or just decades ago, that potentially cracked this, what we call anti-gravity, without the assistance of anything um, non-terrestrial. That I, I do believe that as well. Now, am I, I'm of the ideological opinion, uh, subscription of that. Now, do I think that that completely dismisses the whole, you know, there are, there are ETs? No, but I understand the perspective of when people say, well, hold on a second. If our subconscious is pro is like sort of the, the, the metaphorical mattress or uh, bed frame that's holding all of this up, who's to say that, for example, some type of psychotronic capability couldn't have someone, um, you know, transfer for lack of a better explanation their consciousness from their human body to say a gray body and then visit people in the gray body and then next thing you know to that person that's an alien so this is where i my mind goes and i i have to at the moment check the all the above box because if i'm following the 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 um the sciences that i'm personally re researching and working on by definition as we see with the dual slit experiment um, you know, reality is only as real as the individual observing it. I would dare to postulate, I could be wrong, that one's belief becomes their reality by definition. So this idea of consensus reality, I prefer to call it consensus harmonics. So for example, this cup, you and I are both agreeing, our subconscious are both saying to each other, yeah, 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 we both see the cup, so it must be there. Well, when we really do a deep dive into it, our nervous system is being sent electromagnetic pulses, more so electrically, that are then feeding back via the photonic perception optically because photons are the only thing that our eyes can see at face value fully directly everything else is kind of like a is on a spectrum thermally visually all of that it's then feeding electromagnetic pulsations back to the nervous system to the brain via that of the optical senses that then tell the brain no 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 this is there so 
this is I don't mean to do a whole deep dive on that, but this is why I wanted to be concise with it, because when people talk about, well, what is real, what is not things like this, we have to ask ourselves to what extent is that what does that even mean to you as an individual? And there is no right or wrong answer. This is the other thing as well, in my opinion. So, yeah, and I, I do believe that parties interested in this high level um uh, government and corporate interests know a lot more than they will ever say. I do believe that what we've seen from NASA and everything that we've been told about space is not exactly what we've been – it's not the truth. I think the traditional model of space is a lot different than what is actually out there. And I find it very interesting – I have a friend that has about two or three – NDAs that he's signed right now. He owns property right near Skinwalker Ranch, and there are aerospace companies that are very interested, and they want to come out there and do experiments, and they have been. So then I ask myself, why are aerospace companies interested in doing experiments, especially underground? That is one of the main areas that they'll be looking. So they obviously know a lot more than they're putting on because these are areas of high strangeness. That's yep. the only reason that they want to go out and investigate this stuff. And they're not looking in space. They're looking underground. So I find that highly fascinating. There are, I will say, there are files that if one looks, um, there are files that, that, that um, come from or allegedly have come from aerospace corporations some now defunct in terms of they've got either changed names been bought out you name it um that's a whole other ball game a whole other area of strategical observation and analysis but from the from the military intelligence side but i there there is supporting evidence um i wouldn't even say anecdotal nor circumstantial i would say overall supporting evidence that this stuff has been I don't. I. I wouldn't want to say cracked because if I wasn't there myself, it would be unfair for me to say. But that there has been extreme uh, experimentation, both theoretically, on the theoretical scientific side and on the engineering side, since since World War II. I mean, it's out there, so it, it doesn't surprise me at all that. Um, is it who? Forgive me. Is it? I think it's Ryan. Yes. Or, yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Great, great guy. I just had him on the show recently myself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, exactly. And it doesn't surprise me with respect to aerospace corporations being interested in um, things under the surface instead of above it. That, yeah. Now, uh, that being said, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, what are your thoughts on uh, that aerospace companies are looking underground and that we've been lied to so much about the traditional model of space and we've been told aliens are coming from space, but they're looking for probably aliens here? You know, what does that tell you? Um, I'm going to be honest with you, brother. I, I'm going to have to not comment right now. I'm, 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 uh, involved with some stuff that I have to be careful I with. Okay. I, I, I'm going to have to, unfortunately, there's no way I can answer that at the moment. I would say that maybe someone or some group has realized to look, um, sort of like even spiritually from a personal perspective, don't look up, look within. Right. Now, uh, I don't know how much you can talk about, but I do want to get into the realms of possibilities that there are things like pocket dimensions and realities that exist all around us at all times that we just sure. can't perceive. Uh, and sure. that's where some of these things are coming from. Yeah, that would be, um, uh, you know, Dr. Pudoff, I think, has a fantastic paper, The Polarizable Vacuum Theory, I think he published in 2001. Forgot exactly which publication or which journal. But anyways, th this... Um, in my opinion, there, there are many, there are a few different ways one could do this, but this speaks to what's called local space-time metric engineering. 
basically. You can, you can re-engineer the local vicinity of what we call quote unquote empty space, which arguably is not empty, um, to then adjust to certain uh, conditions, let's call it, so that, it, and also adjust the conditions locally so that maybe one person standing in one part of the room is seeing one thing, whereas someone on the other part of the room is seeing another. Um, I, I, does, does this cross the threshold of science being indiscernible from magic? In my opinion, absolutely. Um, is there, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I would say that it's, it's certainly, this is what I mean when I say human ingenuity, don't discount it. But, but I also don't mean to give that as a vague sort of like, oh, there's no such thing as ETs. I just think that, um, it, I think that we see a lot of footage coming out now of alleged, you know, craft being tested in the seventies and eighties by humans and human aerospace corporations, mm -hmm. uh, seemingly, but this becomes the issue, brother, I'll tell you, in my opinion, when we start talking about local space-time metric engineering, because if one can engineer the local, um, what's called, you know, vacuum or quote-unquote empty space, you can engineer something that others can perceive as what you want it to be. So this then brings the question of, okay, when someone claims to see a shapeshifter or something like this, is the person really... Is, are their facial features really changing or is the information structure that comprises the reality we're in changing its form as to cater to a particular outcome to that particular observing individual? So that's where yeah, I go. Man. No, I, I love it. And that makes me think of um, like Bigfoot and, and Dogman encounters where, you know, these these beings are probably flesh and blood, but they may have the advanced consciousness ability to um, obscure our perception of them or have a way to, you know, emit some kind of energy field or something that obscures our vision or changes our perception of them. And that may be what's happening with a lot of these cryptid sightings and things like that, right? I, I would say so too, yeah. Um, I would say when you look at things like Bigfoot and all that, again, we apply that information structure concept there. This is another thing, man, I'll be honest with you. Let's, let's take it full, let's go full force on this one in the sense that if you have, say, for example, I'm just pleased to your audience, I'm making leaps here, but just for the example, bear with me. Say a, a certain government or a certain group within the government is given tech by something, someone else, you name it, or maybe they make it themselves or a bit of both that can deceive people into thinking they're seeing Bigfoot instead of someone or something else. To me, I apply this method or this concept or view the same way I do about half an hour ago when I brought up, it's indiscernible unless you're up close, in my opinion, to be able to, just like the craft in the sky, it's indiscernible to say, you know, even locally on the ground, was this a hologram, a projection, someone with an extremely advanced information structural uh, space-time metric adjusting suit, for lack of a better term? Or was this genuinely what, again, this, this, this speaks to, man, you can't look into the phenomenon without getting into life, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that, that kind of brings up what I want to get into is some of the religious and spiritual implications of this. Back in the, you know, whenever the, the Collins elite groups like that were looking into this, they warned that these things were, were not to be messed with, that they were possibly demonic. And yeah. fast forward to today, there are, again, groups that are warning against these same things, that we shouldn't be looking into this, that this is something more of a spiritual nature, that this is some something demonic, something evil. And there are 
pretty high-level individuals that, that are talking about this. Now, I don't know how deep you go into some of the spiritual aspects, but there's two very different sides of this. We have the uh, contactees who have these beautiful experiences, meeting hybrid children, uh, being told about the implications of our future and how we need to clean the planet and all these wonderful things. And then we have the more negative experiences, which seem to often involve uh, military individuals and humans. And, you know, mixed along with ETs, but they'll look over, you know, they're on the table and they see uh, in the corner uh, an individual dressed in military outfit. And it seems like the more uh, I've heard of these nefarious instances, it's uh, along the lines with human encounters as well. And the, the love and light and beautiful encounters are all more of etheric or astral encounters or people are having these in their dreams. Um, and it doesn't seem so nefarious. Uh, there are very few nefarious encounters where I hear in these astral realms. And after people uh, say maybe have some kind of hypnosis or regression to learn more about these experiences, they become even more um, positive and not so much negative. And the, the more layers that you uncover, uh, you know, through hypnosis or regression, a lot of these experiences are actually very positive. And I want to get your thoughts on that dynamic there. Well, I, I, man, that's, I appreciate the question immensely. I, I, when I have to stop to think it's because there's so much I want to get into. So thank you. Um, when we see people talk about the more beautiful experiences, people talk about all, oh, you know, that's, you know, I'm more, uh, I literally, my body felt lighter. I, every, every time I moved my hand, it literally felt like, um, a felt beautiful for lack of a better explanation, things like this. Um, we go into that quite extensively. I, I will say that one thing that I find is that this concept of, of there being, you know, people talk about, you know, there being an ether or empty space or a, being a, a fluid, if you will, or something like this. Well, I find that view interesting and I'll, you'll see where I'm going with this in the sense that if you took a human and you took a human and threw them in a swimming pool where the water was exactly the same temperature as that person, other than them having issues breathing, they would not know they're in water. So, um, but it would have to be the exact temperature of every part of the, that particular person's body. Point being is, however, now think, for example, with that swimming pool uh, metaphor, think about hovering or treading water in over the deep end. You're trying to, you're trying to stay up. You're trying to stay up on the top of the water, keep your head above water. Now, imagine you let yourself go and you sort of kind of, you know, you hold your breath, whatever you get down to the bottom of the deep end. And then, but it's say deep ends, you know, 10 feet deep down, whatever. But it's hard to stay at the very bottom of the deep end. But you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to go back up. I'm going to put a breathing thing on or whatever, because I want to stay at the bottom of the deep end. You realize that in order to stay down there, you need to, for lack of a better example, tape some bricks or something heavy to your feet. So you stay down. I think that example can also be applied to the benevolent experiences, the more astral ones compared to that of the more physical military ones. I think this also speaks to the different factions. I think what we're seeing is an attempt by something else, whether benevolent or otherwise, to at least convey a particular message that is perhaps non-local, not from here. Like Roger Penrose discusses, he's of the opinion consciousness is non-computational because it is not here. Like it's not on earth, it's not in our solar system. And I, I appreciate how he says, I can't really say what it is more so as what it is not. And so, um, you know, you look at people like that and, and academics saying things like this. I'm of the humble opinion that if there were to be different groups 
whether military or otherwise working on this and trying to understand that angle, they would bring people like Dr. Penrose in, people like, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Jacques Vallée in, things like this. And I say that because um, they're open to all the different possibilities of what this could be. And I think the astral experiences are more enlightening because of the fact that by definition, sort of like uh, frequencies representing um, densities, if you will, thicknesses. There are only There's only so much that if one is at a certain wavelength or density to then transition to the next one and maintain such a transition. Now, I don't, let me give an example, if I may, to, to wrap this up. Um, I don't mean to be vague with quantum consciousness, frequency, this and that, because you can only go so far until people say we got to raise our vibration. Okay, no shit, Sherlock, but how? So let's say, for example, people talk about even being in the age of Aquarius, the age of truth. I, I would agree to, with that, but I, more from a personally, more from a scientific perspective. So say, for example, you live in New York and it's wintertime, you live in an apartment, let's say it's freezing cold overnight, you're sleeping, the windows open, why one would have a window open freezing cold New York, just just bear with me. And the cold, you feel the cold coming in, and you have one blanket on on you on, as you're sleeping in bed, you feel the cold come in, are you going to feel the cold if you have more, if you have one blanket on you, or if you have five, you're going to feel it if you have one, because it's a lesser, there's less density and thicknesses of the other blankets not being there to allow the cold to be felt more. I, I can, I liken that to the frequencies. Um, if that makes sense. It so. does. Now I've had, um, plenty of psychedelic experiences. I've looked into this a lot. Um, I personally believe that this actually gives you more access to some of these realms and, and yeah. vibrations. Uh, it's kind of like a cheat code through the matrix. You're getting access I, to this. You, would, would you agree. agree with that? Oh, sure. Yeah. absolutely. And I would say as well, who would I be to disagree with that? You see what I'm saying? And this is what speaks to even this concept of disagreements. Let's just say, for example, you may hold a perspective that I simply don't have because I've never experienced it. So to call it a disagreement, I'm not saying you are, I'm just saying in general, I think is in a, I think is something that if there was something that wanted to keep us trapped here, let's say, they would probably call it a disagreement. But yes, to, to short answer, oh yeah, absolutely, I, I agree 100%. Now, uh, some believe that we are being guided by intelligences, uh, extraterrestrial, or possibly even a version of us from the future. And there is uh, definite evidence that there are different factions trying to get us to go in different directions. Uh, I do definitely see a technological side where we're being guided into this technological age uh, and a more controlled age and probably more nefarious. And then we see this angle where we're, we want to go back to a a more natural uh, spiritual age and there's different groups being pushed different directions and a lot of these messages are being conveyed through uh, paranormal and uh, contact experiences which I find very right. interesting if you uh, notice right. the same thing I would slightly bring this back to the whole density with frequencies if there is a benevolent force that say for example is by definition lighter in existence it'd be kind of like strapping bricks to your feet to stay in the deep end if they wanted to communicate to us here hence why i think a lot of those experiences are more short-lived in, in relative to the experiencer having them compared to the more negative experiences where you know i got probed i got this i got that I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah, I think we're seeing a very, very various forms of communication, both locally and non-locally, that are trying to. I, I think, um, as above, so below. By definition, you're going to have a split because that speaks to the whole something from nothing. You need to have that. You're going to have a 
to what I mean by split, I wish I could elaborate more. I myself am still trying to figure that out, whether it's, you know, for example, people socially saying, I don't believe in any of this. And then at a certain point in time, they're literally being a reality split without us realizing. Um, and then others saying, no, I see it. So I think what we're seeing is, again, multiple factions, some of them not even physical, as we would call them, or tangible, attempting to convey certain messages um, for whether their own interests or for ours, a bit of both. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, 100%. I think, though, however, for those that are more negatively, uh, more glass half empty type scenario, I would say that sure there's a lot of negativity going on but by definition if there's a lot of negativity there has to be some form of good if you will now sure will there, will there be deceits excuse me um attempts to deceive people into thinking something is good sure to that i would say go truly with your intuition or, or your gut if you will you know things like this the more organic side of that if you want to call it because that's something that um your intuition in my opinion has something that no no chip can ever do so okay now i want to go even deeper into this and the possibilities that uh in a way we're being hacked into whenever we're having these experiences that you know everything is somewhat i hate to use simulation but everything sure. is somewhat programmable uh i had a guest on the other day and i hope i explained this to where the you and the audience can understand it but i find this very interesting she is uh, researching sleep paralysis and she had an ex she was experimenting with her experiences and one a uh, few times she had gotten a sleep mask she did right. this to see if there would be a difference uh if she wore the sleep mask or if she didn't if she'd be able to see more and the mm -hmm. results were kind of terrifying for her because she realized when she had the sleep mask on it was like some kind of projection or overlay in the shape sure. of her mask. And beyond the mask, there was something else that she couldn't make out. But she was in the paralysis state, so she couldn't take off the mask. She couldn't see what was, what was going on. So I find that the implications of that to be kind of uh, jarring. And with her eyes or in to, her head? What's that? It, with her eyes or in her head, she was seeing. This. She was seeing her like she was in a sleep state, but she could see okay. the mask through her subconscious, whatever vision it was. And it was projecting a, a dream to her. But beyond the mask shape, she could see something else. So I don't know what that means, but it kind of points to maybe that we have our vision is being either hacked into or programmable in some way. I think. Um... Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption to make or a fair um, con a con hypothesis conclusion. I mean, there's there's it, certainly um, one can say anecdotal, but again, it speaks to this idea of what's anecdotal if we're all individually perceiving yeah. things. And she was able like, to repeat this quite a few times with different overlays in the shape of a mask as she was in these dream states. Which right, very right. Interesting. And I, it's extreme. It's extremely compelling. This is where my interests lie as well, because it speaks to this idea that, you know, for example, uh, President Clinton had a, a message delivered to him uh, in 1994, I believe, saying uh, from a doctor working on some of these, uh, the phenomenon projects, saying it comes down to consciousness. So I, man, I wish I could say what, I wish I could actually even observe what what this 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 lady was experiencing. One thing I can say is that there is something in remote viewing called analytical overlay, where, for example, you see something and then sometimes your own personal, whether bias, belief system, interpretation tends to uh, butcher or muddy what you're remote viewing. So you may have an accurate depiction after you're given some coordinates of a certain place, but then, you know, you say to yourself, no, 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 wait, actually, you know, this, this bridge, as your eyes are closed, you know, this bridge is 50 feet, not long, not 30. 
the 50 feet part is BS, but that's your in, analytical overlay, as it's called, putting that layer over top. I'm, I don't mean to say that that is her analytical overlay, not at all, um, but it's interesting to have all these different factors um, put into place and to be able to see if we can, just the same way one exercises the body, if we can decipher this consciously. You see, like, for example, okay, I'm going to train the, I'm going to train the bicep, I'm going to train the arms today, I'm going to train the legs tomorrow, you know, things like I'm going to train the shoulders the next day. If we can somehow apply that to, to, to the mind, perhaps even in a non-local sense, consciously, forgive me for saying, because conscious is a vague word, in my opinion, I think it's something that, um, that would certainly help decipher what your, for example, what your friend had gone through there. Right. Whether, whether good or bad relative to their experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I want to get to kind of more nefarious possible aspects of this. Uh, sure. I do believe that there are, uh, factions that are still putting, uh, mind control projects into action with the the public, with uh, the global public. Actually, I think there are people that are being taken and having experiments done on them. Now, yeah. uh, you know, I can't say that for sure, but uh, you know, it is it's it's based on all the evidence of all the guests that I've had and and everything that I've that I've learned since I started doing this. But I do believe that there are groups that are taking people, or maybe not just taking people, but um, somehow implanting abduction um, memories into them or uh, taking them to these uh, under underground facilities and they are being subject to experiments uh, of a mind control type nature. And I believe that this is based on um, some of the testimony that I've had from people who supposedly used to be in secret space programs that they're not actually um, being their consciousness isn't actually being put on another clone in Mars and these 20 and back programs that they're just kind of being um, put Altered. in these virtual reality type programs to where they mm -hmm. believe that they're ex having these experiences and they're not. They're just sitting there with some kind of either device on or, uh, or drugged under some experience. And uh, it's also said that a lot of abductees with very profound experiences this is happening to them too whether they're being taken in the night or they're just being uh, subject to different things while they sleep now this kind of rings true to me I, there's nothing provable about any of this but i find it interesting and i find it probably more likely than aliens coming and abducting people maybe to get the alien narrative out there into the public they're actually doing this to people so they believe it so wholeheartedly they'll go out and report it to the rest of the world as an actual uh, event that happened to them. And like I said, you know, this a uh, few years ago, this would have probably sounded even more crazy to me, but I've had, um, you know, whistleblowers, guests who supposedly have been put through mind control programs from a small children and they remember what happened and they say, yeah, I was brought to these facilities. I was either drugged or put on these devices like a virtual reality device and I was uh, subject to f uh, false abductions and, and false trip to Mars and, you know, false battles with aliens. All these things were just uh, programmed into my mind to put forward a narrative. And I find that interesting. I want to get your thoughts on that. Honestly, brother, I, 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 I know I don't say many things with such certainty. So I, I, quite often I'd say that's real. Yeah, I don't say that happily, but yeah, I'd say it's real. 100%. Now, have Whether, you come across any evidence or, you know, interviews or anybody that kind of pushes you, you to think that? Yeah, I, I, I unfortunately can't go into any of it. I deeply apologize. But yes, yeah. I, 
um, the man, fact that you can't go into it says a lot. <laughs> I, I don't mean to be. I don't mean to be uh, uh, deliberately mysterious. I genuinely don't. But that stuff is real, in my opinion. Yeah. The, the whole that that speaks to psychotronics. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That that's certainly. I think. Um, I would, I would also uh, put credence to the the possibility that y- these mind control programs are still going on on very large levels uh, globally. Would you think that's also accurate? One could argue we're in one. Yeah, I yeah. See. I, I I don't mean to get all glass half empty, but if we're gonna, you know, we talked about the the nice things. If we're gonna yeah. cover, yeah, I I would say my yeah, big time. And the reason I'm I'm a little somber on that issue is 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 for reasons that will become clear in coming months. But yes, I think that stuff is real. Uh, I mean, I I know it is. Right. I, I don't mean okay. to sound so certain, but yeah. No, now that that I do have to ask you this since you said that. Uh, the possibility that we're being subjected to it, and this could be a possibility on a global scale that we are all being subjected to some kind of mind control reality experiment. I, I'd say so. I, I'd say um now that's I terrifying. To, I don't mean to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but that's one of the reasons that I, I I started the newsletter to tell you the truth between you and I, um, that I had read a bit of earlier in the, in this, in this episode. Um, I, I, I'm hoping people, I'm not saying that I know all, everything. I absolutely do not, but from what I've experienced and, and learned and it, other things, I would like to do my best at the very least to be able to convey this type of understanding to people so they can do with it as they see fit. Um, not tell them what to do, but just lay things out and say, at least from my neck of the woods, this is how I view it. If you, you know, but I would say, um, that's, that's, yeah, that goes, I, I'm of the humble opinion that goes back to even prior to world war one. So th- this speaks to this whole idea of what is real and in that whole concept, which is why, again, I don't mean to split hairs with that stuff, but yeah. Now you said, um, I don't know if you can elaborate on this, but in a couple of months we might be finding out more. Is there anything else you could tell us about any information about that? Uh, in in the com- uh, sorry, not couple in coming months. I don't know okay. exactly. I'm not sure just yet, but um, I, I, unfortunately, I can't say anything whatsoever. But I, I I will say that for those that are interested in the the, the psychotronic stuff and and all this kind of stuff, it's it's this idea that, for example, in some cases, perhaps even um, uh, spirits being a um, uh, how can I a uh, uh, projection projection of yours of a various form of yourself from potentially another quote-unquote reality not saying that's all of it but i would if i was a betting man which i'm not but if i was a betting man i would say that's some of it um now i'm gonna throw this out there this is something that just been boiling in my mind for a while that we have versions of ourselves outside of what we consider reality that come in and talk to us and guide us. And this is all like some kind of holographic video game that our real versions outside there, wherever they are, kind of guiding us through. I don't know. I want to just get your. your I think we've been. I think we've been. For example, let's put it this. I'll put it to you this way. I think we're. Um, I think we are existing within what one may call a Dyson sphere, but we are only experiencing a 90 degree right angle, if not less of that experience. And therefore anything outside of our view, if you will, or view of, of, of stationary observation as a sovereign being becomes manipulatable by something that is not sovereign to us. Now, I have noticed uh, it's it's undeniable that 
we have an awakening process on this planet. Let more people are questioning reality. More yep. people are actually doing something about it. More people are not participating in what they consider not reality or bullshit. And this mm -hmm. is happening on a, a large scale. And I, uh, I see this could cause um, a, a huge ripple in whatever timeline that we're headed. And I believe that it could completely uh, disrupt whatever system is kind of uh, been controlling us for, for the longest time. And we may get a glimpse of true reality within our lifetime and i've thought this for a for a while right right i uh if you give me 10 seconds brother just yeah. uh got into the restroom be right back sorry yeah no worries Sorry about that. Um, so I think this speaks to this idea of what we were speaking on earlier. I think this connects to everything we've been discussing, really, this idea of doing your, forgive me if I use shitty, uh, to, not the most appropriate words here, your best to work on your organic spiritual shadow work in the sense of understanding who are you, who am I, not just physically, but you know, what foods does my body like? What does it reject? What do I feel like when I'm tired? How does my body respond to this? And then you go to the mind. From the mind, you then go to the thing that the mind can't really logistically substantiate, which is the spirit. And so I think by practicing that, I think that whatever is to come, uh, when it does come, will be something that will be far more discernible by each individual respectively be if they've done that personal shadow work for lack of a better term so they'll be able to say this feels right what i'm being exposed to if the if this quote-unquote matrix falls is not a deception it feels right i think it's much more easier to be deceived when you don't remember or know who you are as an individual as a person and what i mean by that again very simply start with you know i don't make a, a for crying out loud i don't uh you know clean the dishes as often as I should, let's say, or within a reasonable amount of time, I procrastinate little adjustments like that. You know, I want to go for a walk every day instead of just sitting on the couch all the time, things like this. And I know I'm speaking more physically. One can even apply that mentally. And of course, spiritually with meditation, I have this internal voice. I can never knock out. Let me try and, you know, knock it off if you will. Um, yeah. I think working on things like this will allow for, um, more understanding of whenever things are to come and how they occur now to what extent that's going to happen i don't I, I don't claim to know i don't pretend to know i'm not trying to be like a you know secret to the universe person not at all i think um what we're seeing is again this speaks to even various factions battling it out if you will i don't like to use the words uh, destiny fate uh, if you will but from an archetypal perspective i think we have just like you drop a rock into a pond and there's a ripple we it, there is a stemming source from which our outcome may head to but it's never set in stone things I are mean, always adjusting all you have to do is kind of just take a step back back out of everything and look at everything from the outside and yeah. you can see that whatever whoever is in charge is desperately attempting to keep our attention in this matrix, to keep us asleep, to keep us unaware, and it's going to keep trying to throw anything it can at us to keep us from 
waking up and we see that playing out every day with every new stupid agenda that people are just like, no, not paying attention to. No, that's ridiculous. I'm not doing that. And the more they, it seems like the more that they, they attempt to keep us in there, the more we're breaking out and realizing that this is all BS. And it seems to be in some kind of uh, quickening stage right now, especially, of course, since since 2020. Uh, I don't know if there's this concerted effort by some group that is, uh, you know, in control of our reality to 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 that they knew 2020 would be a a powerful year or something would be occurring during this time that they had to step up their efforts to keep us in this. Um, but I, I do I I can definitely feel that we're in a very important time right now, and uh, we have more and more people coming around to that. Well, to your point, there are people that are just by definition craving more information, whether it's people coming out with, I mean, I was, to tell you the truth, I was a a little bit, um, not for anyone in particular, but a little bit concerned that, you know, a year or two ago, I was saying to myself, is the podcasting realm going to become saturated? One could argue that it is, but at the same time, I wonder now, is it really when people constantly want more and more information, it's gotten to the point where, again, instead of, you know, five, 10 million people tuning into CNN, you got, you know, for half a million people, you know, for example, on, uh, you know, someone else's show, you got, you know, 50,000 on this guy's show. So now everything's being distributed more equally, in my opinion. Um, I, I wish that was the case more in a financial sense. But yeah, no, 100%. I think what we're seeing is... Um, uh, and I don't mean to allude to, to socialism. I just mean the idea of, you know, these elites milking the, the the global economies on a transnational scale, allegedly. But yeah, man, I think that what we're seeing is overall that you can you can take all of that and go, OK, there's there's an whether we talk timelines, realities, multiverses, you name it. I That's why I say I check all the above, because the there, there are things that that exist but don't exist simultaneously it depends on where you are how you perceive them you name it so i think again i don't mean to make this a cop-out answer but no one is ever really wrong but also no one is ever really right so i think that's the and i think what we're seeing now is the the, the idea now where the technology is moving substantially faster than the culture and people being able, trying to work on themselves I think that's the lack. People are now constantly in line. I talked about this on a recent members episode I did for, you know, an iPhone. People seem to be more um, uh, enthralled by the idea of pursuing the iPhone than when they actually buy it and pick it up in their hands. Once it's in their hands, they got to convince themselves, oh, no, no, this this was worth the wait in that line. You see what I'm saying? So I think that's what we're, what we're seeing as well. Uh, very, um, so, and I'm not one to talk at all, but it, perhaps... Uh, on a large scale, not everyone, but some sovereign immaturity, perhaps. Now, again, I want to be very clear. I don't mean any disrespect to anyone because I'm not one to talk myself. But I think, yeah, if you wanted my take on on that, that's that's where I go. Right on, man. Yeah. I mean, I, if, go ahead. if I could say this thing, if it yeah. was up to me, if it was up to me, man, uh, you know, personally, um, to me, I don't care what anyone thinks when I say this. I would limit technology to only experience. Um, creative positive use and then the rest i would go i would go land uh, off the land the, the, i would say the earth is the most beautiful piece of quote unquote technology we have yeah well i think that 
technology is definitely a double-edged sword. But I also think that if this current system crumbles and these elites that are in charge of the bulk of technology right now, if that were fall into uh, our hands, if it will fall into benevolent hands, maybe it could be completely uh, re-engineered into something that would be completely beneficial for us and on all levels. Um, but it seems like we're always going to have these these sides that want us to to be kept in this matrix reality kept um asleep well, and then if i could if i could add to that point to mm -hmm. your point i think what we're seeing for example is <clears throat> one of my concerns well my concern uh, many people's concerns i would say is that for example like if for those that have seen um this has been demonstrated in other cases before but like the hunger games series the final film where for yeah. example um, you know, they have the revolt and everything works and they do the coup and all that for the betterment of the people of uh, what was it, Pan Am or whatever it's called. But yeah. the, ultimately, you see uh, President Snow is killed. But then you look, for example, at somebody at the, the one that took over and Katniss realized, is there really a difference? Yeah. And I think this is the concern as well. If this stuff comes out. You know, for example, say, brother, you and I get together and we, we you know, say we form a, a tribe, if you will, everyone all over the planets, you know, isolated in different pockets of land. Now, mm -hmm. let's just say world governments have been overthrown. Space travel is a thing. The question then becomes, and I don't know the answer to this. I don't claim to be the, I should be the arbitrator of this whatsoever, the, like the moral arbit uh, arbitrator. But to what extent do we now say, okay, certain groups can have this tech, certain groups cannot. You see what I'm saying? And I, I yeah. mean that because, you know, and I don't mean any disrespect to anyone individually, but we all have our bad days. All it takes is one. And I'm not saying that okay. this is reason to be hidden, but at the same time, I think it's it, it's reason for concern, for control and stability when someone says, oh, my gosh, you know, um, I had a bad day. My girlfriend broke up with me and they make something that puts guns and bullets to shame very sadly, because it is, in my opinion, that much more stronger and that. To, to to build and potentially not as difficult as one may think. So we've programmed ourselves known so nefariously over the past thousands and thousands of years that how, you know, can we get back to the original human that we were within, you know, instantly? It's gonna be impossible. It's gonna take a long time. And I think we're at the very beginning stages of maybe resembling going back to something that may even resemble the original human and having our consciousness abilities, but I think that's gonna take a very long time and we have to um you know, somehow keep at this, whatever's happening to where it doesn't reverse and go back the other direction, which is also possible. I couldn't agree more, man. I truly could not agree more. And, and please forgive me. I don't mean to cut it short, but I do have to get going. No um, worries, man. Yeah. I, I want to thank you so much for coming. Uh, before you head out though, let everybody know where they can find your podcast website, all the good stuff. Sure. Thank you so much. Uh, Patreon.com slash Generation Z um, is where you can look, uh, dive into most of the stuff that we're, we're doing there. Uh, DaveZ.Substack.com as well uh, for a newsletter. We just started as well as we uh, touched on a lot of the things that um, in the newsletter like that we discussed today here. So if you folks enjoy what you heard today, I would truly appreciate it. Of course, Generation Z, Z-E-D podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, and of course, YouTube as well. We have uh, a great partner of the show riel he does uh he helps with the news and things like this whereas i can work more on the um the the member science side of things like that so um again i want to thank you so much brother for having me on it's truly been an honor i'm very grateful and um yeah that's that's basically where we could uh yeah we man could, we're we, gonna have to pick this up and do it again soon 
Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow. See y'all then.